Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader Podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about ways in which you can lead your former peers. You know, moving up in an organisation is both delightful and also comes with different challenges. And, you know, generally speaking, the higher up you go, the more you leave behind that day-to-day practical nitty-gritty stuff. And you start to have to become more long-term, strategic, you're balancing different risks, decision-making, etc., etc. One of the other challenges that can happen is that as you move up, you could end up having to lead your former friends, peers, colleagues. And you know what? This can be quite daunting. I've actually known people say no to promotions because they didn't know how to how they would then be able to react and handle their friends peers colleagues so you know it does come with its own set of difficulties it could be that people are jealous resentful i've seen it where people think that they should have been the one to be promoted um so how do you win your colleagues round and cultivate confidence in your leadership So here are a few thoughts and ideas for you. So one of the first ones is to get your manager to introduce you in your new role. So it takes the strain off you being the one that stands up in front of your former peers and says, "Ooh, hey guys, I've been promoted and I'm now the big cheese, I'm the boss. So it just avoids any awkwardness of formalising the procedure and because your manager can introduce you in a way that they want to introduce you. They can set the tone for your role and expectations. Um, and also it's, 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 you know, they're giving the credibility and credence to what it is you're doing. The second one is to have a conversation. So if you've got former peers that aren't happy with you getting your promotion, and in one case, it's not that it's a personal, I'm unhappy, it's maybe I'm disappointed that I didn't get it, or I don't understand why you got it and I didn't, and and well, you know, what's going to change now? It's better to ask and, and have the conversation head on, than let it fester in the background. I mean, let's face it, difficult conversations are an inevitable part of a leader's role. Because if it's left undiscussed, then teams' grumbles can create genuine problems for you much further down the line. So, get it out in the open, have the conversation, clear the air. Equally, you're going to find that maybe some former peers will think everything will continue as before. Especially if there was a very good friendship. And, you know, they'll think that they can talk to you about everything before that... It's like starting to understand that there are certain things that you aren't going to be able to talk about because it would be a breach of confidence. And and so, you know, working out how to rebalance that relationship and be fair to everyone is a challenge. 
So if you address both potential issues and questions and concerns right at the very beginning, it'll enable you both to draw a line and get clear on what's going to happen. So another option is basically to set up your game plan. What do you want to achieve in your new role? So starting a leadership role can be daunting, but you do need to set yourself goals to enable yourself to establish your credibility and integrity from the start. Planning your first 30 days, 60 days, 90 days will allow you to evaluate what the role calls for and how you can achieve these goals. Now, how do you go about this? Well, in an ideal world, I would say plan your first 90 days and work backwards. But if you find that a bit challenging, and again, there are certain circumstances and roles and situations where that isn't going to be the best strategy either. If it's too much of a challenge, then literally start with your first 30 days and take it out from there. And this is not about your personal wins, but it's about how you can successfully take charge of the expectations of your new job role and deliver. Which leads me on to the next point, which is that actually this isn't about feeding your ego. You know, too many newly appointed leaders change things just for the sake of it. You know, we talk about, oh, it's a new broom, it's a new person, it's a, oh, well, they've got to change things because they want to be able to make an impact. You've probably witnessed it in others. You know, putting your stamp on things might make you feel good about yourself. But believe me, your team of former peers are going to see straight through this. And it's only going to serve to damage your credibility at a time when you need to establish yourself. So be sure that you're only making changes that are necessary in your new appointment. If things are working fine, leave them that way. At least for a little bit, just find your feet. There will be enough stuff going down that, you know, you can save this for maybe in 90 days time. This would be when you start and do some of those changes. My next point. Basically, it can be tempting at this point to go around and and tell people what to do. Some people still think that's the definition of leadership. Dictatorial methods are only going to expose you as insecure and possibly even inept in your leadership. There is a fine line between direction and dictation. So, you know, at the end of the day, nobody actually really wants to be dictated to. And and there's very few situations where being dictated to is actually essential. So... You know, you've got intelligent individuals in your team and because they're your former peers, you will know where they add value. You will know where their talents and strengths and gifts are. So make the most of it. Working with them rather than pushing against them to get your own way is is basically it's looking to go, how can I create the most collaborative working environment? One where there is mutual respect. And so you're going to achieve way better results by actually coaching them. That way, you'll not only create a team that respects you as a leader, but they're enabled to develop their own strategic thinking and abilities that could see them also becoming future leaders. So coaching and delegation are going to be your friends here. And then, of course, there's the last one, which for you is the fact that you're no longer working alongside your former peers. Yes, you want to create a collaborative environment, um, but it what it doesn't mean is that you have to cut your former friends out of your life, but it does mean that maybe you have to look at how you socialise. 
So, you know, you've got to go for lunch with with everybody, not just your best friend. Um, it's maybe you previously had lunches where there was uh, some gossiping went on or you indulged in office politics and you're not going to be able to do that anymore now. You need to accept that your role has changed. You know, you can't be chatting about how Sharon from Accounts has got a, a, a thing about blue eyeshadow and then having a conversation with the same colleague an hour later about their performance. Because what they're going to do is they're going to go, well, hang on a minute, if you were chatting about Sharon and her eyeshadow, what are you going to be saying about me and my love of pink jumpers or whatever it happens to be? So you're kind of going to think, you know, what would my opinion of my boss be if they did to me what I am doing with somebody else? It's about finding that way of being collaborative, respectful and supportive. I think one of the key things to remember is that it's critical for leaders to be consistent. It's about remaining reliable and being authentic in your actions. And the more you focus on that, then you'll be enjoying leading a team of high-performing people. Until next time.